Have you ever dreamed up an idea for a school project and got super excited about it, but then let it go after the project was done? Well, Jessica Kwong at Jack and Friends did just that with a plant-based jerky that came up for a school competition, except she kept going with it and has now launched her jackfruit jerky for sale in stores around the U.S., I'm Betty, the founder of Upright, and you are listening to the Upright Podcast, where we interview thought leaders and innovators like Jessica, who are making a positive impact in health, sustainability, and inclusion. Upright's vision is a world where health and sustainability are accessible to all. To get there, we're launching a high-protein instant oat milk that's as nutritious as dairy without the cow, as well as this podcast series, where we can highlight the amazing things that other founders and brands are doing to make the world healthier and more sustainable. In this conversation, I talked to Jessica, the founder and CEO of Jack and Friends, which makes plant-based jerky made from jackfruit, hence Jack in their brand name. Jack and Friends started out as an idea during a Cornell school competition where Jessica was studying food science. We talked about the challenges of launching a new food brand, even with a food science degree, the leap of faith Jessica took to go all in on her idea after graduating, and the first steps she took to bring her vision to life. Plus, she shared advice on the importance of staying patient when building, especially during a pandemic. With that, here's our conversation. All right. Well, hi, Jessica. I'm so glad that you are joining me here today on the Upright Podcast. Um, I was wondering if you could start with sharing your story. You know, I'd love to hear what inspired you to create Jack and Friends. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. Always great to catch up. Um, you know, love sharing my story and just like being on podcasts in general. So again, thanks so much um, for including me on one of your episodes. So to give you the kind of quick background, um, I come from a food science background, went to Cornell for four years and got my bachelor's in food science. So all those lovely nerdy topics as they pertain to food are my bread and butter. Uh, but while I was still a student, you know, I wanted to supplement that technical skill set with a more holistic view of the food industry. So I became heavily involved in product development competitions, as well as um, conducting R&D for actual food companies, ranging from small startups all the way to multi-billion dollar giants like Mondelez International. So the inspiration for Jack and Friends actually came from one of those product development competitions where I developed a concept for a plant-based jerky made out of jackfruit as the leader of um, the largest product development team. And, you know, as a senior really decided to take it a step further and build it out into a concept um, fit for market. That's awesome. And, you know, I know that having done so many internships with all these big CPG brands, I know you had a full-time offer from one of them coming out of your undergrad. I'm curious, was it an obvious choice to pursue creating Jack and Friends and, and the startup right out of school? Or did, did you have like any, you know, thoughts about, you know, what, what to do and if you should take the full-time offer instead? Yeah, it was definitely um, not an easy decision to, you know, turn down the full-time offer and pursue Jack and Friends instead. So um, Mondelez, which is the last internship I did, actually extended a full-time return offer when I was a senior, loved my internship with them. And, you know, for the longest time, I thought, you know, once I graduated, I was going to work in the R&D department of a medium to large size company, work there for a few years, and then see what happens next. Um, so it all went according to plan originally. And then I, you know, 
already had, you know, this concept built out for a jackfruit-based jerky and really felt passionate about creating a brand surrounding that product that embodied inclusivity and felt, you know, with my technical background, I could really make it work. So, um, you know, I took two weeks, uh, which was the time they gave me to make a decision on the return offer to call all of my family, friends, managers from Mondelez, um, anyone in my network to ask, you know, what their opinion was on, you know, me potentially turning down a return offer and um, thankfully met a lot of support and, you know, decided to basically just take the risk and follow my heart and, you know, jump straight into entrepreneurship. You know, that's, that's amazing. And it was definitely a big risk, but I, I think it's really paid off seeing how Jack and Friends has grown now. Um, I'm, I'm curious then, you know, once you decided to take the leap um, and build out your venture, what, what were the first steps that you took to bring your vision for Jack and Friends to life? Yeah, so first, like, eight or nine months or so after I graduated, it was really about setting up the foundation for the company. So all that administrative, legal, and like other work that no one likes to do, but is necessary, um, you know, when you're starting a company on your own, um, as well as heavy R&D on the product itself to make sure that it was fit for market. So doing a lot of bench top development, as well as conducting several sensory tests with consumers to, you know, make sure that the jerky was at a place where I was satisfied releasing it to the public. Um, and then, you know, that all culminated in kind of a soft launch with just one SKU exclusively online in March of 2019. Got it. And so, you know, given that you, you have this formal education in food science from Cornell and, you know, all of the internship experience that you had with, you know, small food startups, but also these big billion dollar corporations, was it easy then for you to bring your product to market with that first SKU? I wouldn't say it was easy. Um, I would say that I definitely had a lot of advantages from the development standpoint coming from a food science background. So, you know, I obviously like had a wealth of experience like developing food products literally from a concept stage all the way to commercialization, like from internships or just, you know, like learning through class curriculum um, or the product development competitions as well. So, you know, figure out how to navigate, you know, creating the actual prototype of the product itself was like second nature to me. Um, but on the flip side, you know, everything surrounding more of like the business aspects is, was and is still a learning curve. Um, so, you know, actually bringing the product to market and figuring out go-to-market strategy and, you know, launching, et cetera, um, you know, it was probably harder for me than someone coming from a business background. So I would say that it probably evened out in terms of having the ease from the technical standpoint, but less of the experience um, for the other business aspects. Yeah, I'm, I'm super jealous, honestly, at coming from a business background, I had that, <laughs> but definitely not the food science part. So it always feels like the grass is greener on the other side or, you know, nobody's, obviously everybody has a lot to learn, but um, I mean, you know, now that you have launched though, your jerky is getting rave reviews. I was looking, you know, on, online at, at those. And I'm curious, how did you decide on using jackfruit and pea protein as your main ingredients? And how did you land on the right flavors and formulations so that, you know, you would get such, such amazing reception from, from customers? Yeah, so the base, you know, while so student work on um, that product development competition, um, stumbled across jackfruit, you know, through our team's initial market research. So, you know, 
basically just like trying to come up with a new novel product idea, always, you know, looking at industry reports and trying to keep a finger on the pulse of, of the current market, right? So Jackfruit happened to uh, come across in some of the research and I really just fell in love with the ingredient. I think it's so versatile and still somewhat underutilized, especially in the US. Um, it's, you know, it has great textural properties, nutritional properties, I could go on and on. Um, so that already piqued my interest. Um, and then, you know, with a specific interest and, you know, rising trend in meat alternatives or the plant-based market, I saw that there was a lot of synergy between, you know, that market and like using the specific ingredient. So basically just, you know, started developing different prototypes um, of product formats that use jackfruit and found that jerky was, you know, very, very suitable and obviously needed in the market as a plant-based alternative. So that's kind of how that initial concept came about. Um, and then with pea protein, I was already familiar as a food science major of, you know, how it interacts with other ingredients in um, meat alternative applications um, while also providing great, you know, textural and nutritional benefits. So it was a great allergen friendly alternative to a lot of the, you know, soy and wheat uh, based proteins that were currently, um, that were, you know, more popular in the market at that time. So it just made sense to pair the two as kind of the foundation for this product. Um, from the flavor standpoint, um, our first flavor, Jack and Tom, which is tomato and poblano pepper, was really developed through just like brainstorming um, within my personal network. I knew I wanted something very savory, something bold, um, and a little bit spicy just to be reminiscent of traditional jerky flavors and really just started playing around with different flavor ideas, doing some initial development and saw a lot of success with that particular combination. So from there, it was, you know, really about refining the product and like having consumers taste it and seeing what they liked, what they didn't um, before, you know, releasing it during our soft launch. And then the final or not final, the next two flavors um, Jack and Barb, which is our sweet barbecue, and Jack and Terry, which is our ginger teriyaki, were actually inspirations from our, you know, customers themselves. We have a forum on our website where they can always suggest flavors that they want us to develop, and we saw a lot of interest in the barbecue and teriyaki realms. Amazing. Um, so I'm curious then going forward, what, what is your vision for Jack and Friends? Is it, are you going to keep developing other flavors or are there other products down the line? Yeah, so definitely going to release um, at least two additional SKUs within the plant-based jerky line, you know, continue expanding there, have more flavor offerings um, for consumers that, you know, are hungry for um, continued variety. But definitely um, also planning on Jack and Friends being a larger lifestyle brand that houses multiple product lines. So our next product line um, will most likely be in the um, kind of like meal occasion, um, definitely more center of plate outside of snacking. So think like your refrigerated or frozen meals, but they'll still fall within like the same mission and ethos as Jack and Friends and obviously have jackfruit as the star ingredient. Amazing. And, you know, I would love to hear you vocalize also, what is the mission for Jack and Friends? Yeah, our mission is centered around inclusivity. We're all about crafting products that are inclusive of different lifestyles, diets, and allergy restrictions without sacrificing uh, nutrition or quality at the same time. 
Amazing. Well, it's super impressive to see how far you've come now with Jack and Friends and with all the products and flavors that you, you have developed. I'm curious, what is the best piece of advice that you've received that you would give to other founders who are early on in their journeys? I think, especially in this environment, um, I would just say be patient. It, you know, it's really, you know, it's a simple thing to say. It's a really hard thing to internalize, um, especially personally. <laughs> so I think like, you know, there's a constant um, marketing of hustle culture and, you know, like always being on 24 seven and like trying to one up yourself like every single day. And like you constantly, need to be showing results and achieving milestones and you know you see all these news on either industry outlets or LinkedIn even of what seems like every other founder um, achieving amazing things um, you know every single day so I think it's really easy to get into the mindset that like you're falling behind or like you're moving too slowly where you know that just might not necessarily be the case or like you're working with a lot of other obstacles or disadvantages that like other founders may not have so i think like trying to take a step back you know seeing what you can feasibly work on while you know obviously still working hard but being patient at the same time so you kind of lessen your anxiety or imposter syndrome or anything else um, is super important because i just like you know within entrepreneurship, I feel like there's a lot of expectations of what it's supposed to be like. And if you go in um, with really high expectations, especially about how fast you're going to achieve things or how fast you're going to grow, it's really easy to, um, you know, feel down about uh, yourself if you have a, a pandemic that slows your manf manufacturing timelines or any other obstacle that pops up. I think that is such good advice and especially timely right now during obviously the pandemic and just the 20 million supply chain and logistical challenges that have popped up for every single founder in this space. So I, I really appreciate you sharing that. That's definitely something that I'm going to be um, reflecting on. All right. Well, to wrap things up, you know, I, I think this has been such a great podcast episode. And, you know, can you tell our listeners where uh, they can go and find Jack and Friends to learn more about your brand and your products? Yeah, for sure. So um, first would definitely be our website. You can find us at jackandfriendsjerky.com. Um, if you're interested in uh, learning more about the brand, we have a great about section um, to just, you know, dive deeper into our mission, um, my founder's story, or just Jackfruit in general. Um, you can also find us on social media, uh, on Instagram, uh, handle at jerky. Um, and the same handle on TikTok as well, which we're trying to build up. Amazing. All right. Well, thanks so much again for joining me today, Jessica. Thank you so much for having me. All right. Good luck with everything.